This is the HV Disruptors Podcast, where we seek out the movers and shakers within the Hudson Valley who are doing big things. Now, here are your host disruptors, Ed Weeks and Dave Eisenstadt. All right, here we are, episode four, Hudson Valley Disruptors. My name is Dave Eisenstadt. My co-host is Sir Ed Weeks. Sir, Sir Ed Weeks. Sir Ed Weeks. Been knighted. I've been knighted. And then today's guest, Daniel Quintana. DQ. I like it. You like it? Like it. But today we're going with DQ. DQ works. Now, tell me about the name switch. (laughs) 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 Well, I formally went to DQ. It's not a name switch. It's really just just keeping it simple. That's it. Keeping it simple. It is very simple. Did I pronounce your last name correct? Or is it Quintana? That's the the Americanized pronunciation. Quintana works. But Quint- it's Quintana. Quintana is the, um, it's it's Puerto Rican by nice. descent. Quintana is uh, how you would hear it said in my my dad's house. I almost right? said it, but I wasn't I wasn't sure. That's I right. would have been impressed if you would really? have dropped. It. Yeah, I would. That would have been impressed. Impressed. <laughs> I almost for me. did it, man. Damn it. Right. Maybe maybe let's should, run this back. Let's, no, yeah, let's maybe we should it. just, for the first time, edit something. Right. Take it from the top. From the top. <laughs> Dan, how you feeling today, brother? I'm feeling great, man. Feeling great. Good. Just turned thirty five. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. I just turned 33, Ed. It's your turn. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I'll be 50 soon. (laughs) You you wear it well, dude. I'm not going to lie. Thank you, brother. I'm not going to lie. No wonder why you're here. Now I get it. Yes. (laughs) It's a relationship game, man. It's a relationship game. Dan and I have back-to-back birthdays. He's March 3rd. I'm March 4th. My sister is March 4th as well. She's great. She is awesome. Never met her, but she's great. I just get that sense. Yeah, she's good. Any Pisces is awesome. I would agree. I agree with that. Sorry, Ed. Whatever. Yeah, my sister's <laughs> great. You guys are great. It's all good. I get it. Quality right. content. So, <laughs> Quality. Let's go. What are we talking about today? Let's why is DQ to, here? Why what? is DQ here? How do you know DQ, Ed? I worked with DQ. What project did we work on? I work with them on a project somewhere. We worked some on a couple of projects. Yes. Um, the most recent was the rebrand for um, one of the projects that you had going on on yes. the side. Yes. Yeah. For sure. So... Daniel and what'd you do DQ. for that? Yeah, what do you do for you? Well, who you, is well, Dan? What is he doing? Why are you asking me? <laughs> I don't know. I want to hear from you. I well, I think what makes him a true disruptor is the way that he does what he does. So there's nobody who's going to be able to tell that story like he does. I think he's one of these amazing minds in the Hudson Valley mm. that makes it so real. Uh, he did a logo design for me in a former company that was just. It was amazing to see him take our ideas, and he's one of these guys who can lay it down on paper. So I'm just going to shut up now and let him talk about what he actually does. Ooh, I like that lead-in. It's really good. Nice really lead-in. Me be quiet. Way to go. Yeah. No, I mean, so, <laughs> so when you hear me talk about my company, Blue Rabbit Studios, uh, the phrase that you'll hear me use most often is emotionally intelligent creative. And really the idea behind that is we take a different approach to branding by way of getting to know your business, getting to know your mission, your vision, your values, your why, and using all of that complex emotional data to infuse it into a simple but effective design, right? And uh, you and I have worked recently on the we did. So Creative 845 logo, and you could see how the end result is simple, but it really comes from a place of understanding your business and your target demographic and who we're speaking to through this visual identity. Right. I did uh, my first logo when I first started the video business. I just did on my own. I think I paid 
you know, five bucks to some guy on Fiverr, something like that. Yep. But then I said to myself, self, you know what? It's time to get real with this thing because the videos business took off like I couldn't imagine. So I want to be professional about it. If I'm going to start wearing my brand, promoting my brand everywhere, then I wanted to 10x that branding. So I knew the right guy for that. And I came to Dan and this dude, you know, he took the time. He didn't just slap something together. You could tell just by the way he presented it to me too, just through a video. Um, it was like a, what do you call it, A brand reveal. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. And I'm just thinking like, I don't know anyone else who would kind of put the time into revealing something like that. Just the video portion of it, like that takes time. Right. Absolutely. I can't imagine the time it took to actually put the concept together. And, you know, just that questionnaire that I filled out in the beginning, because if you go to his website, you fill out a questionnaire that just gets to know you, you know, kind of like even better. So just you asked the right questions in the questionnaire and then we connected. And then what was it a few weeks later? Yeah, we had some we had a we had a product and man, I'm so freaking happy with it. Man. It's like crisp, and he had three different designs. Um, I knew the one I wanted. It was my first instinct. I did ask other people's opinion who I, you know, appreciate. And then at the end of the day, I went with my first instinct, man, and it knocked it out the park, bro. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, appreciate man. it big time. And I love that you love the process because for me, that's a big part of it. I mean, at the end of the day, this brand, this this visual identity is going to be the lead in to your company for the foreseeable future. So it's important to me that the process yields a co-creation aspect, right? So that we're working together to get to that. You may not be navigating the tools. You know, I'm the one putting the design together, but it's really super important that we get your in insight. You know, there is a place for the design pickles and the fibers of the world, but they're really for, in my opinion anyway, um, when you're not sure of something, sure. right? You're going to get a, you're going to start and you have a new idea for a project or a business that you want to start, get it up off the ground. You're not fully invested in it yet because you're not sure what the viability is. That's me. So that was me, you man. Grab, you grab, you grab a quick logo. That's it. Totally That's makes sense. You know, I, I like to say I'm not always the first stop, but I, we, I do my best to be your last. hundred percent. I love that, man. Because it's like for people listening, if you're serious about your business and you have a I'm sorry, you have a crappy brand logo or re representation of what your brand actually is. You guys got to talk to this guy because, you know, he just just the process of you thinking about it. And like maybe you don't know anything about video, but you did something with the design that pays homage to like old film cameras. That was awesome. And you threw the 845 in there. So you kind of married the two. You took the 845 with the old film camera and you, there it is. Boom. It's freaking it. amazing, man. That's it. And it's, you know, it's came from our conversations, getting, yeah. getting to know that you had a traditional approach to a modern, a modernized industry. For sure. Right. And so that wasn't, that was important. So what, what's the process when someone says, Dan, I have a logo. I'm not, you know, too thrilled about it. Like what's the step-by-step -step process? What goes through your mind? Where does it start? Does it start on paper? Does it start with the questionnaire? So it definitely starts with a questionnaire and the questionnaire kind of sets the stage for our initial conversation really because I could just jump right into a phone call but a lot of times I'd prefer that you get some of these questions as you probably noted when you went through the questionnaire there are things in there that you might not have otherwise thought of sure. about your brand and there are insights that really lead to a, a finalized a polished finished product 
right? But really I use that as step one for our conversation. Then we connect, we go through it a little bit more in depth, get to know really what the, what the end game is for your business. Who are you trying to attract? What are you trying to build here, essentially? Um, and then the, the, the most important is the, how you're looking to have this brand perceived because branding is experiential. At the end of the day, the logo is just a piece of it, but we're trying to tie in all of that emotional content, all of that emotional equity into their first touch point for your brand. So after we have a conversation, try to keep the process as simple as possible. One, two, three, if I can. Really, it's concept phase. A lot of individuals will start with sketching it on paper. I try to make it a little more fleshed out so you can get a better idea of what this would actually look like when all is said and done. Um, but there are initial sketches just done in a vector format. And what that, what that means is really putting it into the computer. It's digitized. So you see a first round, in which case I usually present three options. They have a common thread, a common theme, but diverse enough to lead the conversation into round two, which is refinement, and then round three would be finalization. So it's always you're going to give them three options to choose from. That's my general process, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, now, turnaround time. So does that all depends on how complex it is, what they want? For the most part, it, it depends entirely on communication. Mm. You know, I, uh, like I said, I really pride myself on a co-creative process. So this is, I'm totally fine designing in a bubble, but if we're going to create something that stands for you and your brand, it's super important that we have open lines of communication. Got it. So if I'm putting out an, an initial concept and you're taking a week or two or sitting on and I understand letting it marinate a little bit, but the timelines can be exaggerated based on response time, right? Normal process is anywhere from three to six weeks is really the way I lay it out estimate wise. Um, I've, I've had some come in in two, you know, you can, it's, it's not every project, but there are some that you can knock out of the park in the first round. Um, and there are some that drag on much further because mm. people are dragging their feet or comments don't come in as timely as, as necessary. I know how you, that goes. Just give me the free reign, man. You say, take it and run with it. It's a different story. Why'd you look at me when you said I'm that? Ju no, I just have, you just happen to be in my <laughs> line of sight. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, uh, DQ, didn't mean to make you lose your flow there. It's all good. No, but he looked at me. That thought. We're good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> um, so why branding? Well, let's see how far back you want me to go. Hey, dude, um, we got time. All right, cool. I like that. First grade. First grade. So <laughs> it was Miss Smith's class in, uh, in Highland. Um, no, Miss Smith, if you're out there, I appreciate you. Um, she was great. But uh, <laughs> branding really came into forefront uh, when I started working in the fashion industry in Midtown Manhattan uh, about 2008. So I started working in product development, uh, started working for an accessories company that was focused on global brands. Um, and what was really appealing to me was the way that some of these global brands like the Pumas, the Skechers, the true religions of the world were taking their brand DNA and distilling it into a brand asset guideline. Right, so it's kind of the logistics behind branding, but nevertheless, having all of the guidelines with regards to what fonts to use, what color palette, what the color palette look like, which logo is primary, secondary, tertiary, and how to configure them so that they are uh, playing well with each other or with the surrounding imagery or information, really made it make, it all came together for me because we're developing product outside of the parent brand Yet when it's at retail, you can't tell the difference. 
So you can't tell the difference because the branding is done clearly, concisely, and there's a flow to the way that the information is presented. So as you'll see, even with some of the, um, I don't want to call them lower level branding projects, but some of the, some of the base projects, we'll call them, right? I provide a one page outline for use, how this logo is gonna be presented, which is your primary option, your secondary option, your tertiary option, the color palette, the typography, what it's used for. Um, and so yeah, it's a, so I fell in love with branding at that stage of my life when I started working in that fashion realm. So then at one, what point did you say, I'm gonna do this on my own? That was kind of a process. So I started working for this, um, this accessories company in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, 2008 by 2011 I had kind of paved my way for a transition into creative direction um, once I saw that I could take a team of creatives and get them working together towards one common goal that's where the idea for Blue Rabbit Studios started to form in my mind so ultimately the vision for Blue Rabbit Studios is a round table of creatives that are able to execute together towards one common goal whether it's you know graphic design, animation, web design, video, all of these experts in their field joining forces to make sure that all is coming out properly. So in the beginning, however, I'm focusing on what it is that I'm passionate about, and that's the branding. Blue Rabbit. Blue Rabbit. Where does that come from? So it's the color blue. The color blue in color psychology symbolizes loyalty, steadfastness, security. Um, it's, a, it's a cool, inviting color. Uh, but really, the idea behind the blue rabbit is something different, approaching things from, with a different perspective, something outside of the norm. Kind of along the lines, if you haven't heard of Seth Godin, read Purple Cow. Yeah, I was so, just typing that. Yeah, Purple Cow was, I wouldn't necessarily say it was an inspiration for Blue Rabbit, because I had, I had started thinking of the name prior to, you have it up there on the shelf? No, I have it on my Audible. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I Audible too. It's good. Um, but yeah, so it's it's intended to invoke the emotion of something different, but something secure. Uh, rabbits, uh, spiritually speaking, are hyper aware. You know, you try to try to sneak up on a rabbit one right. day, see what happens. Right. So they're they're connected. They're aware. It ties into the whole emotional intelligence factor, uh, which is something that I try to infuse in every project at every level. That's awesome. Um, where's your office located real quick? So I have an office at, uh, at 33 Main Street. I'm sorry, 33 Wall Street, that is, in Kingston, right above Signature Fitness. Um, and I also work out of my home in New Paltz. Got it. So you live in New Paltz? I do, born and raised. But you work in Kingston. Is yep. that new? You used to work in New Paltz, didn't you? I had a studio in New Paltz. Got it. Um, I got rid of it just because there, I couldn't justify you know, going 10 yeah. feet down the road when I could just work at my, my home station. Um, Makes sense. The Kingston office, office was really to diversify, really nice. to have, you know, a little more reach. Part of the reason I network primarily in Kingston, um, you know, being born and raised in New Paltz, attending school in Highland, then back to New Paltz. I'm familiar with this, even this side of the river, yep. more so than Kingston. Uh, oh, yeah? Up. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, it's that. about time somebody swore. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed's back. Right. You woke Ed up. Yes. <laughs> now, now let's talk. When did you go to Highlander? I'm a Highland. You're a Highlander. Yeah. Nice. Well, Ed, you're like there nice. can only be Twice one. Age. 
I'd just ask when he went. <laughs> Maybe he had my sister who teaches them. Maybe. I went, oh, geez, math. So I went up through sixth grade, graduated in 02. So that would have been 90s. Before my sister was there. Right. <laughs> but you might have had my parents, or my mom was a teacher in Highland uh, for quite some time, actually, Patty Steffens. She might have been Quintana at the time. She was a Spanish teacher. I did not have her. You did not. I did not. All right. All right. I had Senorita Rossi. Yes, of course. Did you know Miss Rossi? I did indeed. Absolutely. Good human being. Yes. Absolutely. I didn't know you were Highland. That makes you solid. Yeah. <laughs> More solid. Talk to me, though. You, you kind of went over this quick, and I think a lot of people say this, and they spew this shit, yeah. honestly, but they don't really dive into getting to understand like the level of which you come into understanding someone's company so you can create that brand like dive a little deeper into that i know it's not always easy to talk about sure but it's something a lot of people literally say and don't do right right well you know we can we can go as deep as the conversation leads us um I gotta get the door, but keep talking <laughs> all right you talk to me again <laughs> so unprofessional <laughs> This happened last time too. I don't. How can he even hear me? He's got no headphones on. So the questionnaire to answer Ed's question about how deep we go into um, your business when we're talking about branding. Really, the idea is to prime things with the questionnaire, right? Which gets to get you to answer surface level questions about what your mission is, what your vision is, right. how you approach your business, what your goals are. And then we break those down. So it's really tough to say, um, you know, in, in a in a generic sense, how we get deeper. It's all conversation. It's a matter of, um, you know, my my partner Pete likes to call it the deep dive, right? It's really just getting to know the individual. It's a relationship game, right? So it's getting to know the individual and what their goals are, what their business means to them, who they're trying to attract, and the feeling they're looking to leave them with. Those are top line, most important elements. What is the biggest misconception when it comes to branding or logo design or anything that revolves around someone's brand? What is the biggest misconception you run into? I think the biggest misconception is that branding is just your logo. Yes. My, I, I really have to bite my tongue when I hear, oh, all I need is a logo. Because when you have a logo, like that's a great start. That's a piece of it. And you know, that's people draw that conclusion because it is what you see first and foremost. When you take a look at somebody's brand, you go to their website, you go to their social media channels. The first thing you're seeing popping out at you is that avatar with the logo, right? Or on their marketing material, their logo. But branding is the total experience, right? It's your brand story, it's your mission statement, it's your tagline, it's your visual identity, which visual identity encapsulates the logo, the colors that you use, the way that you use those colors, the typefaces that you use, how you use those typefaces. So there's so much more to branding than just the logo. And I would say that's where the biggest disconnect is um, when somebody's trying to compare a, a company that does true branding with a, lo uh, a logo warehouse like Fiverr or sure. Design Pickle. Yeah. If you can just grab one that shit, and the, the, not to dive too deep into the Fiverr conversation, but my biggest gripe really is that you've got 
common elements that are used from stock sites, right, that you might end up with the same elements as another company down the street who yep. used that same fiber designer. No doubt. So how do you wrap people's heads around that? Say, you know, well, I thought branding is just a logo. Like, how do you break that barrier to them mentally to realize, oh, there's so much more to this? I mean, I, I really just approach it as an opportunity to educate. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't take offense to it because people, for the most part, that, you know, this is my area of expertise. It's not theirs. I can't expect them to come to the table knowing that a logo is just a piece of it. You know, so we will have that conversation. We'll talk about, you know, how the logo is used. Do you need to identify this? Is this something that you're only going to be using for, you know, what are the uses for the logo? You know, that's another part mm. of the deep dive, understanding what, what your goals are. Right. You know, are you just looking to build a social presence? Is this something that is going to be, you know, are you building another Insta brand and that's all you need? Because mm. um, if that's the case, maybe it is just a logo and some colors, right? Um, but ideally, what you want if you're building a brand a, a true brand, something that's going to stand alone and withstand the test of time, you want the entire brand story fleshed out. And we'll get to the bottom of that through our conversation. Um, as far as brands that you look up to? Brands that I look up yeah, to? Yeah, and they could be local, they could be... Besides H V social media, what else do you look up to? <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as like branding and coupled with marketing, like the thing that Nike's been doing. You know, they just put out the that women's video. Yeah. Right? Um, what other brands are like who's, doing it? Who's been doing it in a big way? Yeah. That's interesting. You know, honestly, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna skirt that question just by saying I don't really look up to or look down on any okay. other any brands or design houses. I genuinely approach all of this as and, and you know from our conversations with regards to how we could collaborate, everything is an opportunity for collaboration in my mind. Hell yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's all about co creation for me. Um, it's working together with the client to to bring their vision to life, working with other creatives to make sure that we can work together in unison to achieve a common goal. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not swayed by who is the hot brand at the moment sure. or who is the most in design house. Okay, uh, so let's continue on. Say, all right, so this is a good segue to my next thing. All right. Networking in the Hudson Valley. How important is it for businesses in the Hudson Valley to work together? I think it's super important, super important. Um, word, word of mouth marketing is, you know, it's unbeatable. You know, you can, you can s literally sustain your entire business off of good word of mouth marketing. And that's, you know, that really comes down to showing up, following through, making sure you deliver on your promises. Uh, but also it's that it's the same relationship game that happens with clients. It happens with your, with your networking partners, that's right? Right. So individuals out there, like, um, in, in my space, the two of you. You know, networking with the two of you is critically important to me because you guys do things that I don't do and I do things that you don't do, but together we could be unstoppable. Yeah, that was fun, that mastermind that we did. Yeah, we need a project. Dude, yeah, I was just oh, thinking totally. That. We need a really good project, whether it's a rebrand or it's a, it's a new something. We need something cool to like align on for sure. And I can see that coming together in so many different ways, bro. Yeah. So if you're listening out there, that was your hint. <laughs> <laughs> It's coming, man. I would love to do something like that. Yeah. I think it, there's a lot of people who, you know, we can learn from, and there's a lot of people that can see that working to the, together is okay. You know, everyone thinks, oh, that there's competition out there. Come on. If you think there's competition out there, then you're, you know, you think of your brand as 
almost inefficient or inferior to you know what what you're capable of doing well that's a that's a that's a clear indication of a lack of mindset mm. right so one of the things that i talk about a lot with regards to networking is the abundance mindset right the the individual that's abundance minded knows that there's more than enough to go around right just splash yourself <laughs> I did. That's going to make the blooper real. That's a good wake up. I'm over here getting a nasty cramp, so just keep going. Yeah, you're cramping up over here. It's real over here, guys. There's really the, there's no no edits, no fakes. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> this is raw. You missed it. This is raw. I uh, did miss it. I'm know, pissed man. that I missed it. <laughs> Dan got it. Holding my leg, not paying attention to him, splashing him. I'm just going to I'm gonna look at the camera from now on and talk because <laughs> you guys are just Perfect. distracted. <laughs> Waking out over here. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. But so like I said, it's, it's a difference between the abundance and the lack mindset. Sure. If you have a lack mindset, you're going to create that lack for yourself. Yeah. If you see, if you see that pie as large enough for everybody to get a slice and even from there, from that slice, you could share from my plate. Exactly. You, there's more than enough to go around, dude. Yeah, man. I ran into this, uh, last weekend where, you know, someone asked me to do a, a video job. I wasn't available that night. And then I see on someone's story that they were at the location where you know i could have taken this job and i was like and i reached out to my buddy who put me together with with the potential client and i was like dude it's all good man it is all good i wasn't available and so you went with someone else and that's it man you can't wait around for me so right right it's well, all about yeah and that's what happens with the you know if you if you're in that mode mm -hmm. it's so easy to just like you know oh man i can't i can't tell dave right i can't tell dave that i got you know videographer xyz to do the trick you know exactly it's like no nah, man you know it's it's all good there's plenty to go around man there's gonna be more jobs and more jobs after that bro. <laughs> i just like to tease him like dave i got this great job for you yeah, this is what he did last week to me <laughs> which i have it he's, he's got no patience man <laughs> yeah, Dude, I'm, i want to what's your favorite word ed patience no <laughs> <laughs> execute execute ed i am on top Doesn't of mean, it bro you need patience and execute. you give me something well, i've added to i'm it. on top of that I'm like a fucking vulture. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. Yeah, man. There's you no didn't think you were gonna have this it. much fun, did you? No, think, man, I woke good. up. I'm good. good Crap woke back. me up. You're back. I'm here. All right, good. Excellent. I am here. There is no other way to live. Correct, Dan? No, I, totally I know agree. You, you agree with this. Totally agree. Totally agree. But you intentional. know it's intention, it's strategic, and it's flow. Mm. You know, it's balance. It's not just about being all action or mm. all planning it's about meeting somewhere in the middle and being able to operate with inspired action absolutely right so I love it sometimes uh sometimes you have to have patience in execution <laughs> actually now that i think about it i think i have our first project that we can all three <laughs> can you share it now or no no i don't want to share it on here. Right, but it's the same one that i told you about interesting they need help with their logo it really is oh yeah not yeah. too good so this could be it i know a guy <laughs> i got a guy <laughs> Got a couple guys over there. Oh, yeah. There you, go. there you go. So what advice can you give to people who are brand new? You know, they're oh, looking man. to start a business. They have a great idea, but they're stuck with going back and forth between what their branding looks like. So are we talking a um, we're talking a client who's looking to build yeah. their brand and they're um, caught up in the analysis paralysis? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I would say it's important that you really see how that visual identity, because I'm going to assume that we're talking about the logo at this point, right? That how that visual identity reflects the true nature of you and your business, 
right? If it's not, this could be a part of where you're going in circles, right? Because now you're just looking for which is the coolest and not really which one truly represents you. I love that. So just a little takeaway from that. Avoid trying to be cool and focus on what's going to represent your brand and kind of attract customers to you. Exactly. Not necessarily about what you think. It's a vibe, man. Right. It's a vibe. So you want to make sure, and there's nothing wrong with focus groups. You did the same thing. You know, you went to a couple of trusted resources with the, the concepts that we threw your way and got some feedback and you know, it helped, it helped steer you. Right. Um, because it is important to see what the, an objective outsider might feel. So it is good to get an outside perspective from time to time. Yeah, man. I truly believe that it doesn't really matter what you think. Sometimes you got to get the vibe. Well, yeah, it does matter. Like, you know, that's what Godin thinks too. It's easy it to get wrapped say. up in your own head, man. Yeah. Easy. Exactly. Because what you're thinking is not necessarily what you're thinking. Right? I know it's not what Ed's thinking. Yeah, definitely you not. don't even want to know what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about lunch. I'm starving. Oh, God, Ed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just kidding. Is he, though? No, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't eaten all day. I'm dying over here. One day of fasting, I can't even handle Jeez, Oh, Ed, God. Come on, man. All right, what else? What I else? Are, listen, man, what? Talk about some of the projects you've worked on. Are you allowed yeah. to talk about this stuff? Like, we're talking about you're on Hudson Valley Disruptors here. We yeah. know, us three know that you're a disruptor. Sure. Talk about some of that shit you've laid out there, bro. Yeah. So, in the, you know, in the local area, the ones that I can talk about, you know, I, I, I do work locally. I also, you know, being a digital nomad, I can work on the grand scale. For sure. I can work, uh, you know, across the country. But really, it was always a dream of mine to help up level the presence here in the Hudson Valley. So, working with, um, you know, with regards to emotionally intelligent marketing content, I worked a lot with Potter Brothers, ski and snowboard shops. Um, shout out to my man, Kyle Potter. KP has been incredible with, uh, with regards to um, co-creation and collaboration. Um, I've worked with everything from, you know, the, the mom and pop shop to financial district, uh, the financial sector. I worked with uh, Gagnon and Associates, or uh, they were Daniel Gagnon, CPA out of Kingston, helped them pivot to Gagnon and Associates when uh, Dave, the, the son of Daniel, took over the, the firm, um, helped them create their product for Hudson Valley Financial Advisors. Um, so yeah, my, I, while my experience and my aesthetic kind of lends itself to the fashion tech entertainment space, um, I'm comfortable working with anybody who really wants to take their brand, um, direct to consumer with regards to the emotional impact. I know you sent me one because eventually we're going to get to the point where you do Hudson Valley disruptors, but you <laughs> sent me Hell yeah. like an amazing podcast example oh yeah what yeah. was that one yeah so i've done a couple of podcast covers uh, some i do i do some album art um so the podcast cover that i sent you was most likely either the practice of being seen um which is my good friend rebecca wong yes yep so she she has a podcast that recently has pivoted and i'll send you the new one that we did because that's pretty cool as well um she changed it to um, or pivoted and has a new podcast called The Connectfulness Practice, which is really, really cool. She's got an incredible approach to working with people that, um, you know, people that are in the therapeutic space that are looking to step their game up. Um, so it's about um, uncovering the messiness in human relationships. That's so really it's pretty cool. easy. Anybody who's listening to this can simply go yep, search sure. for that podcast and oh. see some of your amazing stuff. Because it's just, I mean, it's banging. Yeah. You didn't even tell me about this, Dad. 
We're best friends. Too. Surprise, dude! I can't tell you everything. You have to tell me everything. <laughs> well, I just told you. <laughs> Sounds great. How's that? <laughs> so there's there's a there's another one too that I'm, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. Uh, Christine Dominguez is an incredibly mm. talented singer songwriter in the local area, and and that was just a, worked with her again yeah. another collaborative yeah. opportunity for us to work side by side. Thanks, Dan. Um, absolutely. No love um, over here. No, it's no. unbelievable. We'll, we'll this is exactly how it was the last time. You knew this damn, was happening. That's this why is the last damn podcast <laughs> all over again. Oh, he's playing the what was me card. Oh. Right. I'm inviting everybody from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You invited Caitlin. I know. <laughs> Dick. Backfired. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. This it's poor girl. Good. She's got great stuff and we're out here making no, jokes. Go. No, I just called her out. So I, I, would, I would advise anybody out there listening while you're in your iTunes or your Spotify, check out Christine Dominguez. Mm. Um, local I, talent, right? Local talent. Um, incredible, incredible singer-songwriter. She, um, you might know uh, B.O.B.'s uh, Airplanes for Paper Planes. Of course. Uh, she co-wrote that. Uh, but Twice was a single cover that I did for her. And the most recent album artwork for Soul Shake, for right? Soul Shake um, was, the, was the most recent project that we collaborated on. Um, and so that's just a kind of a cross section of some of the things that I've done here in the Hudson Valley. Does recently. she play local? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. She's outstanding. She can play guitar, drums. Multi-talented. Yeah. This is good to know. I love live music. So yeah. I have to look her up. Hey, bring in a music disruptor. True. Be a good one for the show. Absolutely, Ed. Nope. Sorry. She'll talk about you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God. Got to tee up a project for you. No, and I do. I want. I would like DJ. Like, there's so many other yeah. forms of disruption that, you know, I mean, this is obviously only our fourth episode, but yeah. we want to cover all aspects of yeah. it. And I think, I think far too many people are overly concerned with the amount hmm. of disruption that right. they're doing instead of the quality of what it is, right? Sure. Right. And I think that this is what this is all about, right? I mean... Totally exposed DQ to the world out here. Yeah. Appreciate uh, that. And I think it's just, you know, I think somebody like Christine, you said her name. Christine is Dominguez. Yes. Yeah. Someone like that would be like just awesome to have on here. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, I just listen yeah. to that work. It's, I can't wait to listen to her. Oh yeah. yeah. It's it's awesome. It may it come on here any second. So you guys. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, so we're talking about the works that you do. Where else can people find like any type of samples of what you've done in the past? Yeah, so you can check out you can check out my website bluerabbitstudios.com. That's blue like the color mm -hmm. rabbit, like the animal. Right. Studios plural. Don't forget the s. That'll send you somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> blue <laughs> blue rabbit. I don't I don't know why that was so funny, but <laughs> I'll take it. I've been laughing the whole time, bro. Blue you're as in sick. the color, rabbit as That's, in the animal. You're sick over there. Bluerabbitstudios.com. <laughs> Um, you can also check out my hub, um, litoq.com, L-I-T-O-Q. That'll give you a kind of a, a, I've updated that to a directory page of sorts where you cool. can see kind of the different projects that I'm working on currently. And of course on social media at hey.dq or at Blue Rabbit Studios. Awesome. Where does Lito come from? So that was a, uh, that was a merge of, it was originally intended as a design pseudonym when I first started doing apparel designs and putting them on the internet. Got I wasn't it. super comfortable in my ability at the time, so it was a pseudonym that I put in front of myself kind of to maintain anonymity, right? Um, but it is essentially a mashup of two childhood nicknames. So Lito is the tail end of Danielito, which is in in my household is like Danny or little... Little, little Danny. Yeah, little Danny, yeah. right? And then Q was a childhood nickname of mine. A lot of, the, a lot of the kids even took the D off and just went with Q. Just went with Q. Just went with Q. So I just put them together. You heard that, Ed? Ran with that. 
It's not. It wasn't DQ. It was just Q. I like Q. Q is. You want to go with Q in the movie Juice? <laughs> yes. I think he was the DJ Q. No, I like DQ, bro. We could, yeah, Juice D- was a great movie. Too. <laughs> shout out to Tupac. <laughs> shout out Tupac. <laughs> Weird. You don't notice about Weird me, bro. Out, bro. I'm gangster rapper from back yeah, in the yeah. day. So random. So gangster. <laughs> Always random. I'm on music. I love it. I heard you listening to the single. It's all good. This is good stuff, man. Dan, what do you Glad got you going on 2019? So 2019. Um, Besides it, our mastermind that we're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you take a look at um, you know what you, what you can expect from me coming down the pike, I've got a couple of, um, not I wouldn't call them total departures from what I'm doing with Blue Rabbit Studios, but one of the things that I'm nurturing is a uh, personal branding studio. So DQ.design, still very much in its infancy. If you check it out, only a couple of posts out there. Uh, but the idea with that is to... Uh, position branding, create a strong personal brand for impact makers, keynote speakers, and public figures, right? So individuals that really need to be front and center need to build a brand around their persona. So that's something that I'm nurturing right now. That's awesome. And that takes balls. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's something that it, it's necessary. It's a white space, you know? So you're getting a lot of camera time you know, putting yourself out there in front of the camera, right? Oh yeah. So that's, that's something that I'm, uh, I'm actively cultivating with a, I'm looking to roll out in 2019, a mentorship, apprenticeship, accountability, coaching sort of scenario with young creatives. One of the things that I miss, I love being a, a local area business owner and owning and operating my own company. But one of the things that I really miss from my corporate world um, experience was building in-house marketing teams where I got to work with fresh talent and, and you know inspire their growth, get them to aspire to higher achievements within their um, within their careers. And I still keep in touch with a lot of them today. And it's just it's it's gratifying work. So I'm I'm also cultivating this uh, coaching platform, uh, which should be rolling out shortly, actually. Where do you see the Hudson Valley going as far as, far as entrepreneurs and small businesses? Oh, dude, I'm married to you know a rock star That's real right. estate agent here in the Hudson Valley, Lee Quintana, right. Century 21. I'll shout her out. Got to. She's, she's moving and shaking. I would say disruptor in the real estate field. You know, yeah. So before I go into where I see the Hudson Valley, which is really continuing to be on the rise, I want to talk to anybody who's considering themselves a disruptor out there, right? It's I want to go back to Ed's point where it's not about how how big your impact is. It's about doing things differently, right? Putting your spin on the way that you approach your work and having an impact that yields a more engaging end result, whatever that means for your craft, right? Right? So putting your personal touch into things. So like mine, for example, is the emotionally intelligent creative, right? That is a different aspect. You know, you're not expecting just at the surface level creative or graphic design to have such an emotional um, aspect to it, right? Like, no, this is just supposed to look cool. No, this is supposed to resonate, right? So if you're intent in disrupting any industry, it's important that you do things differently. I love it. It does sound better when you talk into the mic. Right. Just saying, Dave. Thank you. All right, Dan. <laughs> I'm on you today, bro. You really are. Let's wrap this up quickly. <laughs> Dan, where can people find you? Well, they can they can still find me at BlueRabbitStudios.com mm-hmm. at HeyDQ 
It's at hey.dq on Instagram. That's my personal account. Feel free to follow me there to see what, what I'm working on on the sidelines. Ed's going to link these up anyway in the show notes. Yeah, there you go. And at Blue Rabbit Studios. I'm also happy to. I tagged you in at Blue Rabbit Studios on Instagram. That works. I yeah, didn't man. know the hey.dq, bro. It's all good, bro. You're going to get a new follower now. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, it, was a, it was a pivot. So if you're following the old account, it's still the same account. Oh, all right. Just new name. Got it. Pivots. Lots pivots, of pivots. Baby. I just That's did it. one the other day. Love That's it. it. Did it's you? about the pivot. Oh, yeah. My old. Really? Yeah. My own content strategy is pivoted. My wow. Friend. We could talk about that offline. Nice. Wow. Interested. Good for you, Ed. I'm marking myself as interested. <laughs> yes. Not yet going. <laughs> but he's interested. That means he's not going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing your I know how that for shit inviting works. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Thank you, DQ. Absolutely. It was awesome, man. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to have you on here. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys bringing me in for some of the yeah, for first sure. round episodes. It means a lot to me. Definitely, man. Look, man, you better have a big 2019 because you'll be back next year talking more. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. We Updates. invite everybody back. We want updates. Yeah. We want people to know what's going on, new things you're working on. Dig it. Anything cool comes up, you can always come back sooner. There you go. There All you right, go. Brother. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks. Appreciate you guys.